and welcome to Futures Focus, a fantasy baseball podcast centering around all the top prospects in the game, brought to you by Prospects 1500. My name is Alex Sanchez. Joining me is my co-host, Nate Eckert. Happy Cinco de Mayo for all of you that celebrate. Nate, I know that you're celebrating living in Southern California, and I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Favorite Mexican food. What do you think? Ooh. Uh, I think just overall is enchiladas oh. in general. Enchiladas and uh, and a margarita. Oh, I'm having a margarita, yeah, tonight for sure. Uh, <laughs> now, do you make your own enchiladas, or do you have a special place that kind of has the best that you that you want to share? Uh, living in L.A., I've been to quite a few different Mexican restaurants. Um, we were just at one in uh, in Arcadia. Uh, this was last Sunday, as a matter of fact. I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was on uh, uh, Santa Anita Avenue. <laughs> if you look up Mexican restaurants, I'm sure you'll find it. Um, there's a few good ones. There's a really good uh, taco stand, like burrito stand, just right down the street from where I live in Los Feliz. Um, that place is awesome, but I can't think of the name there either. <laughs> just pick a corner in L.A. I mean, they're all over the place. That's very true. I have uh, my favorite place. It's not really too Mexican-ish, but I know that there's – I know we, our audience isn't the biggest ever, but we have – you know. <laughs> There we have people listening for sure. Hey, There's quite yeah. a few, and they're and they're great. Oh yes, we love all of our listeners, and mm-hmm. I know there is one. I know there is one listener, and I'm talking to you, <laughs> listener, that went to UC Santa Barbara. Okay, one of you guys went to UC Santa Barbara. Had to. Had to have just the odds. Okay, and then if you went to UC Santa Barbara or you had a friend that went to UC Santa Barbara, you know about Freebirds, and. This is what Freebirds does, okay? So take your Chipotle, but you're going to take all the healthy parts from Chipotle away. <laughs> and you're going to go ahead and get get that Subway-esque line of like, I want this, I want that, I want this. But what they do is they make a quesarito where they take a quesadilla, they make it just like you normally would, but then they open it up. And then you can add whatever you would want to your normal burrito as well. Mm. And this thing has to be 3000 calories. Like when it's all <laughs> done <laughs> and I'm not even joking, like that's probably a conservative estimate, but, and they're open 24 hours a day in a college town, Santa Barbara. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it's worth it. You know, a three hour trip up there to go for me still at, at this point, but that is the best burrito quesadilla that you'll ever have. So head on up there at any point. You won't regret it. Are those the gauchos up there? We are. Yes. Yes, how many how many how many gauchos do you think woke up Sunday morning after like a late night and you know was 3 a.m. walking into Freebirds and just oh yeah went nuts about that next morning yeah that line is longer at 2 a.m. than it was at <laughs> 8 p.m. you know for sure <laughs> right in the That's... middle of the town yeah it was great I'm not sure if they're open 24 hours anymore I'm sure like COVID messed things up but I know yeah. it's still there. And uh, when I was there, it was, yeah, 2 a.m. You could get this crazy, like, literally 3,000-calorie quesadilla. <laughs> All right. Anyway, happy Cinco de Mayo. Let's go ahead and talk about today's episode. We have Prospects of the Month. Yay. The month hey. is over. 
We're going to go ahead and give our awards for the best prospects at AAA, AA, high A, and low A. We have hitters. We have pitchers. We have guys that have crossed multiple levels. And we'll have some honorable mentions as well. Kind of an interesting way to look about it because the sample size is getting to the point, you know, if you can perform like these guys did for a month, you have to say that their stock has risen quite a bit. The other thing is that if you're in a league that people have these guys, and most of these guys I would assume are owned, I'm not, I'm not guessing that you can pick up a lot of these guys off the waiver wire. There's a few you could, but they might not know or realize or value how important that first month of the season is because those changes that these guys put in in the offseason, they are going to make an appearance right away. And, you know, if we have that big change, you want to jump on board before it's too late. So these are guys that you can go ahead and even buy high on if you want to think of it that way. Um, I wouldn't sell high on a lot of these guys that I'm looking at right now. But, um, yeah, as we as we learned Trading prospects can be scary from last episode. Indeed. Yeah, I, li- I re-listened to that, and I was horrified at some of the things <laughs> I heard. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's the truth. Yes. So, uh, before we get into that, though, we do have – I want to kind of take our time here with the news and notes. There is a lot of cool things happening, and get your thoughts on some of the, the major things. So, the big news today – you know, if you're not celebrating Cinco de Mayo Day, you're definitely celebrating Matt Mervis Day because he got the call up for the Cubbies, went one for four with an RBI. Matt Mervis, I'm super excited about him. I think that he has legit 30 home run potential for that Cubs lineup. Left-handed hitter is exactly what they need. There's going to be a little bit of pressure on him to perform and like outdo Hosmer and, and stuff like that, but that certainly can't be too big of a hurdle. But Matt Mervis getting called up. Did you get to get a chance to watch any of his at bats today? And what do you think of him going forward? Yeah, I love I love that kid. Um, he he roped a hundred and twelve mile an hour. Uh, I, I saw I saw on Savant on baseball Savant that his uh, his I think it was his first. Did he only end the game with one knock at the end of, by the end of the day? Was it one? Yeah, uh, yeah. one for four. Yeah, one for four. But that one was 112 miles per hour and it was the hardest hit ball uh, of the afternoon. So uh, you're hitting it harder than everybody else on the major, two major league squads uh, in your debut. I, I think he's pretty comfortable already and I'm right there with you. I think he's got 30 plus uh, homer power and uh, he'll be with the Cubbies for a long time. It's a little scary that he kind of showed up on the map a little bit later as the 24-year-old in AAA. Um, yeah. But you have to remember getting drafted, COVID, all of that stuff sort of, you got to consider that as a little bit of a forgiveness for prospects like him. It wasn't his fault, right? So I don't no, think absolutely. him being a little bit older is fine. Um, Plus, you know, People uh, people develop at different stages of their life and in their careers uh, all the time. Sometimes it's, it's comforting to have a, a prospect that's just a little bit older. Feels like they've been around the block, you know. They, they're the show, even though it's exciting, it doesn't seem to blow them away as as much as others sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, we're looking at a guy that hit over 30 home runs last year. Not going to give you a lot of speed, but has some really nice peripherals as well behind the power in terms of 
his walk rate and his hard hit rate and his chase rate, they're all really healthy. So it does suggest that he should be fine if he can handle the big stage. Uh, Chicago's different, you know, than a lot of places. So we have to keep that in mind. But I'm definitely very excited for him. Um, another matchup that was just so much fun to watch was the Millers. We are the Millers oh, when we got yes. to see your guy, Bryce Miller, go against Mason Miller, who we tried to hype up as fast as we could. That <laughs> hype train was moving real fast. Hopefully mm-hmm. we got you ahead of it a little bit. But that was one of the coolest starts I've seen in a long time. Both those guys, fantastic stuff. I'm going to give you a question right here. Who would you rather have for 2023? And then who would you rather have in the long term? It's a really good question because I've only seen Miller once in the bigs. And Mason Miller had a 638 ERA going into his start uh, last week. But, of course, he did what he did. Um, You know, I'll stick with Bryce Miller on both of them. Uh, I love the way that he came out. I mean, yes, it was against Oakland. I get that. But it was his his debut, and he did it in the rain for, like, the first three innings worth. Uh, Nothing seemed to phase this kid. He just, like, every time he walked off the mound, he was, like, sticking out his tongue, like, this strut going on. He's got the chain hanging and everything. I just loved everything about a pitcher – who comes out in his debut and just deals and he, it was all fastball. I mean, basically just shoved that fastball, uh, all all six innings and he ended up with 10 K's. Um, he didn't have to flash. This was the difference between, well, we'll get into Gavin stone, I'm sure, but, uh, and I'll, I'll point that out later, but, um, I like Bryce Miller a lot. I was, I wrote half of a tweet to promote that that exact game because I had a feeling it was going to be like a showstopper and I don't even know what happened I, I went back I opened up my phone after the game and there it was just sitting there like oh for anybody who wants to watch awesome you know prospect pitchers yeah uh, I missed the boat <laughs> on sending that one out I'm sorry everyone for those who didn't watch it but you can always re-watch it um, it's, it's, it's it was a great game period yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you do have to take the opponent into consideration. The mm-hmm. no hitting the A's is shouldn't even raise an eyebrow because it's going <laughs> to happen for sure this mm-hmm. year, especially after like the trade deadline and they get rid of. Oh, yeah. Like Brett Rooker is definitely getting traded at some point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know who else is going to get hits. But um, at the same time, Miller's stuff, Bryce Miller's stuff is fantastic. I think I would take Mason Miller. For this mm-hmm. year and then Bryce mm-hmm. Miller in the long term, if I had to just sort of disagree with you, although mm-hmm. with Robbie Ray out for the season, there is a clear path for Bryce Miller to get his starts. So that's certainly appealing. We'll see. He has the Astros this Sunday. So that will be yeah. one that you can really gather some more information to see how he does against that. Right. So as good as those two young rookies are that are still technically prospects. We had two prospects that got called up that did not have nearly as good of a start. You already alluded to one in Gavin Stone. I'll let you talk about him. The other guy that sort of disappointed us was the much, much anticipated debut of Brandon Fott. And Mm. Brandon Fott took um, four and two-thirds innings. He had three strikeouts, which was disappointing. Uh, Gave up seven runs on nine hits. 
It certainly wasn't the debut you're looking for against the Rangers, who are, you know, that's a pretty tough matchup for sure. But definitely not what you saw, uh, what you're hoping to see with him going in the future. But I still think that he's going to stay in the rotation. I was in a league where when you call somebody up, you have to keep him up. And I made that the call to bring him up and keep him up full time. I just think that he's going to get a start, um, a few more starts here. And, you know, that first start is so tough. <laughs> it doesn't matter what your what your career is going to be. That first stuff, that first start can go so di- so different for everybody. Um, you could be a Bryce Miller, you could be a Brandon Fott. So I wouldn't give up on him. Uh, the stuff was a little underwhelming to say the least. Um, I know he was throwing harder in AAA than he did in the big leagues, but we'll see what happens. I would definitely keep a look out for him. He gets Miami next week, uh, so that's nice. But uh, yeah, Brandon Fott. So I'll let you go ahead and take the center stage here with Gavin Stone and what you thought about his debut. Um, he already got sent down, so a lot less uh, short-term appeal for him. But let me let me hear your thoughts on Gavin. Uh, overall, yeah, it was disappointing. But um, I, I, I watched it live uh, through the MLB app, and I saw the – and then I rewatched it later, um, the entire game. Uh, I saw the first inning and it was uh, he only he threw 22 pitches, but he went through like seven batters and he gave up one run in the first with uh, no strikeouts and two walks. And I thought to myself, well, that's that's nerves. It has to be because that's not Stone's M.O. at all. He ended up with that start. It was four innings. Uh, He gave up four earned, five unearned. There was a bit of a miscue by Muncie at third that didn't help him his case out at all. Um, The defense was a little off, but in in general, um, it was, I think it was just nerves for Stone because it was apparent that he was, he was using his changeup too often. He wasn't setting up his, his fastball and, when you're when you're sitting change up and the and let's let's address the uh, the Phillies you know that lineup you got Schwarber Trey Turner Bryce Harper I don't care if it's his second game back from you know being out that doesn't matter Bryce Harper is Bryce Harper Castellanos um, Boom you just keep going down the line there's a ton of sluggers in that lineup there's no relent J T Realmuto uh, so Stone had his work cut out for him. No doubt. But the one thing I did like, and you'll never hear me saying this about Dave Roberts, they left him in there uh, in the third inning where he really got into some muck. A lot of stressful pitches. A lot of stress had already been building up on him because he did not have a very good uh, first inning. But they kept him in there and he came back out in the fourth and got through it one, two, three, which I think showed a lot of character. They were telling a story about how um, earlier in the season uh, before the year started and after spring training, or I think it was before spring training. I'm sorry. um, Stone came up for a a simulated game uh, against all the pros. I mean, all the big leaguers. And um, it was so bad that had to stop the inning and just let the kid go back to the dugout because he had too many pitches on his arm. But they sent him back out, and he struck out the side that next inning. And uh, Dave Roberts, who does not let young pitchers, you know, hang out there to dry, um, sometimes I think to his 
detriment. But he said that he learned something about Stone right then and there. And I'm disappointed to hear because that's the first I've heard that he's not coming back for a second start. I thought for sure that they would give that to him. Um, But it'll it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. The kid needs to use his fastball more often to get to that devastating changeup because he got Bryce Harper twice on that changeup. Not once, doubled down and got Harper to swing and miss ferociously on the second one. He bit on the first one too, swing and miss. Then he threw him the same pitch, but it was just that much more dirty. Harper missed that again. But I just wish he would have set him up with his fastball early so that he could start using that changeup further down the line. I think he panicked. Um, and he didn't. He only threw his curveball or his slider, his breaking ball, maybe three times that day. So, you know, a better pitch selection and uh, less nerves. Stone's going to be just fine, though. Yeah, I mean, he threw that changeup so much that yeah. you can you you can start to sit on it, and that is the difference. Like AAA hitters can sit on that changeup and still whiff on it, but yep. Harper and Schwarber and Turner can sit on that changeup and hit it. So he's gonna have to sort of mix up and throw that other off speed and then get that fastball to work off the changeup. It's it's dirty. It's there's no doubt that changeup's one of the best there is. But if it's that that's the thing with him. If it's not working, he becomes <laughs> like batting practice. I mean, because the fastball yeah. is not super special. It's special because of the changeup. So exactly. he's got some work to do, I think. So I think that's why the sending down is okay. We'll see him back in a few months, I'd mm-hmm. imagine. So yeah. nothing to worry about there. Um, the Dodgers also called up Michael Bush. Excited to see him. Don't need to spend too much time. I don't know how long Bush is going to stay up and or his playing time, even if he does stay up, is not going to be crazy right now but nice to see that they finally got the call i feel like he should have been called up a few years ago yeah a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and then but uh bush is coming up um a couple of other low-key prospects that you may be interested in with dynasty leagues that got the call um number one was the atlanta braves calling up brandon shoemake today um mm. i'm not sure exactly what that means <laughs> i have a feeling that at the very minimum it's a platoon that's going to be happening with von grissom and brandon shoemake Shoemake looked horrible today. <laughs> like he made <laughs> plays, I guess. He he botched one that was like ruled a hit. Um, but his, I mean, he barely hit the ball out of the infield. He didn't hit the ball out of the infield. Like he just looked like this was way too much for him. But it was this <laughs> debut, so we'll see. He was actually hitting pretty well in AAA. If he can take over that job um, and get it from Arcia and Grissom, I don't know. It's kind of strange. I think they just want defense. At, 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 for the Atlanta Braves right now, they just want defense at short. And Shoemaker is probably the best out of the three of those guys, Arcia and Grissom and, and him. So um, we'll see what happens with him. That's interesting. Um, and then the other guy, we've talked about him a little bit. That was Mikel Garcia for Kansas City. Um, he's getting, mm-hmm. uh, he got the call up, got a couple of hits in his 2023 debut. He remember he did debut last year, hit 318. Um, had a couple of good days here, had two hits uh, in three of his last four, and he's playing every day. So got to play for Bobby Witt tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. We like him. So somebody to keep in we mind do. as well. Those, these are deeper leagues, like for sure, in dynasty leagues. But they're shortstops that have the potential to hit, you know, 15 home runs and and play every day. So that's valuable. Definitely. All right, I'm taking a look here just real quick because I want to make sure our news and notes is all good. Um, 
Did I miss anybody that's that's screaming out to you, Nate? No, no nothing that's that's just, you know, yelling. Yeah. Um, I think Tiedemann I think got, got hurt. Oh, that yeah, that's true. That's true. We didn't didn't like it, to see that. Don't have a lot of information for you on that. Um, from what I have right now, he was placed on the seven day injured list with the bicep discomfort. That's certainly not good. Oof. Um, yeah, I mean, out of those big pitching prospects, it seems like Yuri is the only one. Yuri Perez is the only one because Daniel Espino also out. I don't know if you saw this. He's out for the year with shoulder surgery. No, so that, I hadn't seen that. Yeah, that's disappointing for Daniel Espino. Um, I actually bought a share of Espino a few a week ago or so. Um, and it's still I'm still OK with buying low on him, but. Because arms like his don't grow on trees, so we'll see if he can figure it out. Um, and I think that's it. Why don't we uh, Why don't we go ahead and take a break, and we'll come back, and we will announce the prospects of the month for the initial month of the season, April. So go ahead and stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back here. Futures Focus here with you. Nate Eckert joining me, myself. My name is Alex Sanchez. Nate, I got to ask with those enchiladas, are you getting cheese? Are you getting steak? Are you getting chicken? What are you doing with those enchiladas if you had one last meal to get? <laughs> uh, I- I'm going with cheese and beef. Both of them. Good choice. Excellent choice. I'm hungry. I, I was kind of thinking about that the whole time we were talking about the news <laughs> and notes. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try something here. I think this is kind of a cool tradition that maybe we can start at the end of the month. We'll look over uh, the best hitters and pitchers for the month. Now, there's a little bit of a caveat because today is May 5th, and there isn't really a good website where I can go look for all the minor league players for the month of April. But what I can do is I can go to MLB Pipeline and go for the last 30 days and see who is really good. Um, so this is technically hitters and pitchers of the month for April plus four days of May. So, <laughs> but that's kind of fair because they got a late start in April. A lot of these guys yeah. anyway. So I'm mm-hmm. um, just going to go ahead and mention that if their stats seem inflated a little bit because um, they had a couple of good days here. Um, that's the reason why. So it's the last 30 days or so just because it's just so much easier to <laughs> sort through that. Than yeah. it is to actually look up their months because I think I'd have to go through individually. And that's just not yeah, fun. That, that so, would, that, yeah. <laughs> Nate, I'll give you the, the option here. Should we start at the highest levels of AAA or should we start at the very bottom at low A? Let's, uh, let's see here. Uh, my gut's telling me to start at the low and go up high, but then I, I'm thinking about what the listeners would like to, would like to do. And, 
if it were me, I would want to go low. Okay. Personally. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Great. <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay. So uh, basically, we have uh, a, a nominee for for each of us that we kind of have, and we check these over so they're not the same. So we'll have basically a, a dual player of the month for each one. And then at the end, we'll kind of go over the honorable mentions of guys that maybe could have been picked, but we didn't quite give the, the chance. So I'll go ahead and start with this month's player of the year for uh, for Loe. And that is a guy that I loved uh, heading into the draft. And his name is Brady House. Mm -hmm. He is a infielder for the Washington Nationals. Just to give you an idea of his month, he was able to hit 333 with a 16% walk rate, 20% strikeout rate. He hit three home runs and stole one base with an on-base percentage of 448. So this is the type of line that we were seeing from Brady House at the beginning of last year that was cut short, or I shouldn't say cut short. He played for a lot last year, but the moment that he got hurt was the moment that these stats took a nosedive. And I think he took a nosedive in a lot of people's rankings and value and stuff like that. If you take the injury into consideration and you think, okay, we're getting back the Brady house. And you look at his stats from the beginning of last year, combine them with the stats at the beginning of this year. Remember that we're talking about a 19 year old with huge power. Like that was his calling card when he got drafted. Um, and the fact that he is striking out only 20% of the time, there's a lot to like about this guy, and you know I don't think he's a shortstop long term. He's a six foot four, 214 guy, um, and he's still growing at 19 years old. So um, mm -hmm. he's probably a third baseman, first baseman, outfielder, DH type of guy. But uh, I think that a lot of people have written him off already, and it was it's far too soon for Brady House. So he is my award for hitter of the month for low A. So Nate, who did you have for your hitter of the month? Oh, by the way, I love that. I love that pick. I love Brady House also. And I agree, he has been written off and I don't think he should be. So good for you, Brady House. Okay, I am going with uh, Dalen Lyle, the outfielder for the Washington Nationals organization for the player of the month, the hitter of the month in low A. Uh, Lyle is a five-tool outfielder. Uh, he was drafted in 2020 or 2019. It was one of the two. Um, he didn't have a very good uh, last year, but that's why we play the game. This year, he's, he's started things off really well. Um, he's 20. He's hit 328 so far in the month of April and three days in May. He's got a 17% uh, K rate and a 12% walk rate, a 609 slugging percentage, and a 413 on base percentage. That's a 10-22 OPS for those doing the math at home. Uh, three bombs, seven doubles, and one triple with five stolen bases. So I took a fly on this kid really late in uh, – it was either our initial draft or uh, my, our first year player draft um, last year, two years ago. I'm sorry. And uh, I'm really happy that I did. I mean, I just saw his athleticism and and I just took a flyer on him and and look what he's doing now. I mean, albeit at low A, he's a lefty. Uh, I, I love left left handed uh, outfielders with good hit tools. 
say like Riley Riley Green would be a, a decent enough comp for him if this all seems to pan out. Um, but yeah, he, he's an exciting young player, and, and it's good to see that he had a really good uh, month to start 2023. And don't forget, he missed all of 2022, or at least the um, majority of it, with that elbow surgery. So he has yes uh, definitely lowered on the list. If you look him up on any uh, on our website or on any of the other industry. Uh, publication so uh it's a, a nice buy low and to see him perform like he's doing now like you said he is a five tool player the power is probably like the weakest part for him but certainly everything else looks really good and you like to take a, a chance on those hit tool guys those young guys and and hope that they can run into 20 25 homer power um so definitely a, a nice thing to see for him coming back from uh from that injury all right mm-hmm. to to me, when we look at the pitchers for low A, there's only one guy, um, and it's Frank Mazzucato. He is a 19-year-old left-handed pitcher for the Kansas City Royals. You probably recognize the name as he was the seventh overall pick uh, for the Kansas City Royals, <laughs> albeit a surprise overall, a seventh overall pick. Definitely not one that you would have predicted. Um, and his 2022 season did not go really, uh, according to plan, walked a lot of people. Um, he, you know, he's, I see him listed here at six, three, 175 pounds, but that's not what he is anymore. He is growing up. He, his body looks much more filled out and the results have been phenomenal so far in low a, and don't forget, I mean, he's still only 20 years old. He had, uh, he has 34 strikeouts and in 19 innings, 1.42 ERA. What you're signing up for here is a lefty with a fantastic curveball. And a decent enough fastball that you hope ticks up a little bit. So I haven't seen the the fastball in terms of what it's topping out on right now. That 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 day hard to find. But um, if he can bump that up to the mid 90s instead of the low 90s, which he was sitting at with that curveball and a changeup that's at least average right now, if you know with a chance to be better going forward, you have a guy that. Um, Long way away, no doubt about it. But a guy that uh, you can probably pick up in a lot of places. I was I was picking Mazzucato up in like the fourth round of first year player drafts last year, just because I figure like, okay, the Royals can't be that awful at drafting. That <laughs> that was literally the only reason why I was picking it. But now it's it seems to be something that um, you know that that projectable frame is something you hear a lot with high school pitchers. But he's actually fulfilling that. And if he can get that, you know, six foot three is a nice frame for a left-handed pitcher. And if he goes up to 200, 210 pounds, throwing 95 with that curveball, there's not a lot to not like with him moving forward. So he definitely, um, he's the obvious choice. I mean, there, there's not a lot of low A guys that are pitching as many innings as he has. Um, did you have anybody that you wanted to mention in low A? Oh, yeah. I uh, We didn't go over this earlier. Um, that was because... Yeah. Uh, um, I hadn't, I hadn't found him yet, but I, I did, uh, a pitcher that's really, uh, similar to Mazzucato, um, drafted in 2022, uh, Robbie Snelling for the, oh, yeah. uh, San Diego Padres. Yeah, my guys. Yeah. Snelling. Um, so I already got two wins, got a 113 ERA, 16 innings pitched, only nine hits, gave up one bomb, does have eight walks. But 17 Ks with a 170 opponent average and a 106 whip. 
like Mazzucato, he's a lefty, uh, but he profiles a little better of a fastball, but his, his, his bread and butter is that curve, just like Mazzucato. Um, but he's, he's waiting for his third pitch to change up. But usually with these lefties, they can get that third pitch. I feel like a lot easier than the, uh, than the righties just because they have that left-handed advantage. But, um, so far so good for Robbie Snelling. Um, he was a high, uh, an early round, uh, 39th overall in 22, um, for a a good team that knows how to develop uh, young arms. And, um, yeah. I like Robbie Snelling for the low A pitcher of the month. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, as the Padres guy here, I know Snelling very well. They gave him $3 million to forgo his commitment to Arizona State. So that tells you just how much they think of uh, the 39th overall pick, as you mentioned. Um, so the uh, the high school lefty, like you said, Mazzucato and Snelling, actually pretty similar. Uh, the difference here is that you're getting a very excellent slider instead of the curveball. Um, also, the the weight's already there for Snelling. He checks in at six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, like him a lot. I had him ranked number sixth on our list. It was um, him and Adam Mazor are the two that are really close for me. I just picked mm-hmm. Mazor because of the college experience. But excellent choice. Glad to see that uh, some of my Padres guys are getting some love. <laughs> They're working up. Right. They're working their way up there. All right, let's get up to uh, high A, and there are a couple of guys here that are definitely worthy of hitter of the month. But the guy that I'm going for that made our top, did I? I put him in the top ten, didn't I? I forgot. About it. I think I put him at eight or so. But that is Junior Caminero. This guy. I mean, if you want to talk about a helium prospect, it's Junior Caminero. I don't think you're going to see anybody rise as fast as he did i mean that's like a cunha level um rise to fame here if you don't know who he is he is a third baseman for the tampa bay rays already right there you should be interested but then you'll be even more interested to know that he is a 19 year old at high a hitting 378 with eight home runs and two stolen bases and a 420 on base percentage and a 38 percent hard hit rate with a 44 percent medium hit rate meaning he only hits the ball softly 16 percent of the time this guy is not long for double uh for single for high a we're, we're <laughs> gonna look at a 19 year old in double a and if he can go ahead and perform there you're looking at a top five prospect i mean it's just the way it goes so your time to buy junior caminero is over i'm sorry <laughs> go out and buy. if you want to pay for him like you might show up on our our lists of worst trades ever because that's the price you're gonna have to pay for this guy is just insane right now but man if you somehow grabbed him in in a, a pickup or a trade as a throw-in pat yourself on the back right now because you got a, a top 10 top 20 prospect when it rolls around to midseason uh the way he's going uh, just a phenomenal phenomenal prospect per, perhaps generational i'll even say that it might be a generational talent with him yeah he's impressive to say the very least so um who is your other hitter of the month i mean caminero is the obvious one but uh yeah we've got a lot of high a guys to choose from yeah, they're ripping the ball. Uh, Drew Gilbert, the number one uh, prospect for the Houston Astros. Uh, another young guy taken in the 2022 draft. Uh, their first rounder, as a matter of fact, 28th overall. Um, 
He's only 5'9", but this kid is stacked. I mean, absolutely loaded. Uh, 5'9", 195. Uh, and he may be pushing higher than that. This kid's power is legit. And that was the one thing that uh, people thought that was going to be lacking was his power. Well, he's found it, folks. Uh, his slugging percentage this year is 683. On-base percentage is 411. Average is 354 with a 1094 OPS. He's had 82 at-bats, six bombs, seven doubles, one triple. Uh, he could strike out a little bit less, but hey, you know, who's complaining with that uh, 4.11 on base percentage? He's got 20 Ks to six walks. He could take a few more walks. Three stolen bases. You'd like to see that a little bit higher for a five-tooler like uh, Gilbert. But the way he's crushing the ball right now, folks, uh, it's really uh, it's, it's a sight to be seen. Um, I'm, I'm excited about Gilbert myself. I like this kid a lot. And he's he's really crushed it in the first month of uh, 2023. Yeah, I mean, you're getting a gritty guy that's going to run through a wall for you with Drew Gilbert. You're going to hate him if you're a fan of the Angels or Rangers or anyone else in the AL West and when this guy's up. But if you're an Astros fan, you're going to absolutely fall in love with this guy because he is a warrior and they got a steal. Like, honestly, I don't know how he fell to that far in the draft. He definitely mm-hmm. shouldn't know. Um, but yeah, you're getting you're getting a Bryce Harper esque type of talent here in terms of like what he might be able to turn into and the the kind of the personality more than anything. Um, again, annoying if he's not on your team. But love <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about some of these pitchers for high A. Now, again, with the low A and high A guys, they're on such limited pitch counts. Um, that it's kind of hard to, to pick somebody. They're they're going like three or four innings, and then that's it. But there's one guy that just sticks out to me, and that is a um, an Atlanta Braves pitcher. His name is A.J. smith Shaver. I don't know if we've talked about him too much. I try not to talk about my Braves guys too much, but <laughs> A.J. smith Shaver is off to an incredible start. 14 innings. He has not given up a run. 23 strikeouts and four Ks. This comes after a year in 2022 where he showed a lot of potential, striking out 103 batters in 68 innings, but walked a little bit too much and and, uh, got hit around a little bit to a tune of 5.1 ERA. But right now, uh, the the Braves aren't quite to the level of the Rays or the Guardians when it comes to these pitching prospects and the development, but they're getting really close. And Dylan Dodd and... Jared Schuster and Bryce Elder are sort of examples of that. Maybe we should trust the Braves when it comes to development. And A.J. smith Shaver is uh, they're kind of doing this Spencer Strider track is what I'm, I'm thinking um, is where they like, hey, you have a bunch of pitches, but let's just throw your two best pitches all the time and see what happens. That's what happened to Spencer Strider. And it turned him into an absolute monster. And that's what they're doing <laughs> with A.J. smith Shaver as well. They're saying, hey. Fastball, slider, just throw those two pitches and concentrate on them. Don't worry about the changeup. Don't worry about a curveball. Don't worry about anything else. Just throw those two pitches. Um, and they're doing that like system-wide, and it seems to be working pretty well. So, um, yeah, he's he's really exciting. A 20-year-old at high A doing this sort of stuff. Um, he's ways away. I mean, all these guys are way away. But if you're worth – they're definitely worth investigating and keeping an eye on Smith Shaver. 
probably picked up in most leagues. I'm looking at my leagues right now and, you know, in very shallow leagues, I can go get him, but in all the, the regular and deep ones, he's gone. But um, a guy you, you can maybe go after if you believe in uh, enough, but he is definitely my, my prospect of the month for pitchers. Beautiful. Um, I'm taking Noah Cameron. He's a left-handed pitcher for the Royals again. Um, uh, let me get on my soapbox for a second and talk about the Royals. I've I've heard a lot of different things about how they can't develop pitchers, but I, I like this latest regime they have in there. There's a lot of uh, guys that you'll catch at the bottom, I don't know, third of the top 30 if you go on MLB um, Pipeline or if you come onto uh, our, site, our site, they'll be in the top or they'll be from like 25 to 50. Um, they've got guys – uh, like Mason Barnett, who's killing it right now. Ch- uh, Chandler, Chandler Champlain, also a good pitcher for the for the Royals. But in high A, I have to take Noah Cameron. He's a lefty. He's a little old for high A. I mean, he's 23. But again, people develop different times in their careers, different times in their ages. But he's really killing it. Let's listen to these stats. He's got a 2.55 ERA. With uh, the most impressive thing here, in my opinion, is his innings pitched to his K rate. He's got 24 and two thirds, but he has 42 strikeouts. And even more impressive, he's only walked eight guys. Um, that's an opponent average of 163 with a 0.89 whip. Um, he's basically a lot of change ups, but he's got incredible control. So. A lot like Gavin Stone, but from the left-hand side, his fastball and curveball, eh, they're not all that wonderful. However, he's able to dot that fastball wherever he wants and whenever he wants. Same with the curve, but it's that devastating changeup that gets a lot of hitters out uh, to the tune of 42. So thus far in April and a few days in May. Um, I, I like him a lot. And again, I like the Royals a lot more than a lot of people do. Uh, especially with their pitching development. Um, so yeah, Noah Cameron, and you can get him for pretty much nothing in yeah. most dynasty leagues. Yeah. He's one of the few names that you can look at and maybe go pick up in the majority of your leagues. Um, and that actually goes for the next guy that we're going to talk about here. The double a hitter of the month. This is uh, one of your guys in the Dodgers organization. So I'll, you know, I'll give you the stats and let you talk about him, but it's Johnny DeLuca who, uh, Reminds me of Paul Laduca for no particular reason, <laughs> just that their names are similar. But I like that the guy. Uh, but Johnny DeLuca uh, is a guy that, you know, his hit tool was the question. He had the power and he had a little bit of wheels as well. Um, he hit uh, 25 home runs last year and stole 17 bases between high A and double A. Got the repeat assignment to double A, but up to eight home runs already with five stolen bases and a 287 batting average as a 24-year-old. Now, that's kind of the caveat when it comes to this. But, you know, COVID and stuff like that, as we mentioned, this is a guy that you can get for free in a lot of leagues right now. And I'll go ahead and give the mic over to you to talk about him and then also talk about your other hitter of the month. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that Alex nominated or uh, made Johnny DeLuca the best uh, double-A hitter for the month of April and a few days in May. Um, this guy, just think of the success that someone like James Outman has had thus far this year. Um, if there's going to be development to be had, I, I hate to you know continuously harp about the Dodgers and their incredible system, but 
<laughs> the proof is in the pudding, folks. I mean, they take these guys who aren't really that heralded and they turn them into rock solid, uh, you know, contributors um, to a championship caliber team. And it's actually just quite exceptional. I mean, he's six foot 200. Um, like Alex said, he's got all the five tools. His hit tool is probably the least of all five, but um, if you got four of the five, that's uh, that's good enough for me. Um, he's got speed, he's got power, and he's hitting 290 right now. Granted, he still needs to see AAA, but honestly, I think the biggest difference in in uh, and I know I've said this before, the biggest difference in competition goes from single A advanced to double A real quick. Um, you separate the, the, the winners from the losers. So the, the fact that he's already doing this in double a, uh, and you know, who cares if he's 24, he had a great spring against a lot of major leaguers. So, um, and he gave, he gave the Dodgers something to think about. I don't know how fast he gets called up. Um, perhaps, um, maybe a cup of coffee, like uh, when the rosters expand, but absolutely you're looking perhaps at next year's um, version of James Altman. Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, like you said, if, if he's even bumped that hit tool up, you know, to a 50 to 55, then there's a lot to like here fantasy wise. And that's what we, we are concerned about. So if he yes. can be a 20, 20 guy, a 30, 15 guy, even if it hits 260, 270, like you said, an Altman-esque guy. And he's close. You know, 24-year-old at AA, like you said, he's he's close. So um, now, not who you nominated. So who did you uh, who did you see that was better than DeLuca as the Dodgers? Oh, oh this is going to make you really happy, Alex, because you turned me on to this kid. And I, I just can't stop thinking about him, clearly. Uh, Evan Carter, the outfielder for the Texas Rangers. Man, oh, man, what's not to love about this kid? He's the number one prospect for the Rangers, who have a great system, by the way. Um, he's only 20, hits from the left side, outfielder with speed, uh, five-tool, again, with a great hit tool. I mean, I accidentally said that he was James Marisnik-ish, and my God, I have completely eaten that. Every every time I check this kid's numbers, I feel like the biggest moron for even uttering those words, and I will regret it for the rest of my life, period. 482 on-base percentage as a 20-year-old in AA. I mean, come on now. That's absurd. 482 slugging also. That's a 964 OPS with a 318 average. 85 at-bats, 27 hits, 16 runs scored. He's only got two doubles, but he's got four bombs, folks. 20 RBIs, 25 walks, 19 strikeouts, four stolen bases. So at 20 in double A, doing this type of stuff, when I just said where you separate the men from the boys, I mean, it it is very, very impressive. And I love this kid. I mean, I'm putting him probably in my top, I mean, easily in my top 10. That it may maybe even in my top five. Yeah, you just have to love the age and the walk to strikeout ratio is just fantastic. He still has some work to do. I think that he's not gonna. I mean, he's not getting called up anytime soon. Um, 
and there's no need to call them up. The Rangers have a nice little thing going. I think uh, they're they're definitely on the right path. Like you said, that system, five, six, top 100 guys. And the major league roster is certainly not bad with Young and Seager and Simeon and Garcia. So they're exciting. And uh, he's he's probably going to lead the charge as like the, the, the guy that comes up as, as the last piece of the puzzle when they, they start their their run. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about double A pitchers. These two um, these two guys that we're going to talk about right here are different for sure. <laughs> like almost <laughs> in every every sense of the w- word different they are, except that they are from the same team, which is fascinating. But um, I nominated a guy. He's a 24, 25-year-old lefty making his debut in, in professional ball this year. His name is Patrick Monteverdi. He is a big left-handed pitcher that doesn't have an outstanding fastball. But he I, – I mean, okay. So, like, if you look at his scouting report, you're going to see uh, fastball change-up curveball. Um uh, fastball slider changeup. I'm sorry. Fastball slider changeup. But I swear when I was w- watching his starts, he's got like eight or nine different pitches. The way <laughs> that he's manipulating the slider and the changeup and the fastball, there's there's at least six pitches there in my mind. So like his stuff's actually pretty good. And the results have been phenomenal for a double A pitcher. We're talking uh, 1.14 ERA, 44 strikeouts for a guy that doesn't have blow by you stuff. 31 innings pitched. Now there's a bunch of red flags here. Number one, he's 25 <laughs> years old in double a, um, and number two, he's, his stuff definitely doesn't blow it by you. It, like, it, it definitely seems like the type of stuff that would get double a hitters out, but not major league hitters out, but maybe it will. I don't know. He's got a funky little delivery. He's lanky. <laughs> he's throwing across his body. Um, he's left-handed. Like he does have some things going for him. Am I going to go trade the farm for him right now? Probably not. I mean, I had a chance to pick him up even, and I haven't anywhere. Um, I'm looking at my my fantasy leagues, and he's available in a lot of them, and I still haven't made the the call yet. But um, I might. I might actually. I think I did in one of them, just because why not? You know, this lefty is he's interesting. So, um, but the Marlins also have another decent pitching prospect, which we'll talk about right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I just really uh, I lucked out on this side of the assignment because it, and I feel bad even saying his name, but you got to give the man his due. Right. It's Yuri Perez. Um, duh. <laughs> he's, you know, he's 20 years old, 6'8", 220 in A, completely dominating. I mean, that was kind of my biggest uh, like he's only made, you know, well, no, never mind. He was in double A for a while last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's improved upon his numbers from last year and, and then some. He's got a 252 ERA, 25 innings pitched, only 14 hits, seven walks, 33 strikeouts. Opponent's average is 159 and his whip is 084. Yikes. <laughs> that is just nuts at 20 years old, six, eight. Um, he's already got three count them three plus pitches. Two of them are plus plus, And one of them is right under plus. So, and if you could, I mean, curveball, 
you could call it plus if you, if you really wanted to. Um, and his control is plus as well. So, I mean, everything about this kid is plus or plus plus. He's got plus plus fastball, plus slider, plus plus change up. I, I, I'm saying plus so often, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. You know, like it's, it's just it's it's getting kind of nuts. Um, I don't know what else I need to say about Yuri. I mean, everybody knows him. But like I said, you got to give the kid his due. And he's and he's doing it. So uh, bring on the next level and eventually the bigs. Yeah. Right out. Yeah, he's he's definitely ready for Triple A right now. I know the Marlins are like in no rush to bring him up as opposed to somebody like the Orioles or you know a team that's kind of right there. The Marlins aren't right there, and you don't want to. Um, I don't know what like what the harm is in bringing him up honestly. <laughs> so, but. <laughs> Um, he's definitely going to be in Triple A soon. His last start was 11 strikeout performance, two hits, <laughs> gave up one home run. But the, I mean, just the the fact that he's not walking anybody is so encouraging. That WHIP you mentioned at .84 doesn't even seem realistic until you look at his WHIP for his career and you realize, oh, that's that's in line with what he's always done. He's just not walking, <laughs> walk people, and he doesn't give up hits and he strikes out everybody. So, what's not to like? <laughs> yeah. Plus, All plus, right, plus, let's go plus, ahead. Plus. Yes, let's, so many pluses. He should be called mm-hmm. Yuri Plus Res. No, there's nothing there. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the Triple A. Um, Plusy hitters. Perez. Plusy, Plusy Perez. Perez. Something like that. Um, mm-hmm. We have the Triple A hitters. Now these are probably the most interesting. Maybe why we saved them to the end because these are the guys that at any moment could get the call up. Um, I have a couple of names here. We'll talk about the honorable mentions and literally like any day these guys could be called up. Um, And if, you know, one of the guys, I'll just go ahead and give you now Christian Encarnacion Strand. Like I'm fully expecting him to be up at any point, like get a message because and he didn't even get to play the whole month. If he did, he probably would have like, I I don't know. He destroyed a lot of baseballs (laughs) lately. So um, anyway, the guy that I'm going to go ahead and pick here is a guy that you love. You put him in the, to the uh, top 20 from last episode, and that is Ronnie Mauricio. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, a six home run, 342, five stolen base performance with, um, you know, a little bit of a the, – the problem here is the approach. There's no doubt. I'm still concerned about that. He's striking out at, a, you know, an okay clip, but he's just swinging at everything. It's just an insane way that he's going about. And that definitely will catch up to him in the big leagues. So, but the, I mean, he's put the tools on full display now and the power is showing up 26 home runs last year, six home runs this year. He's super fast. He is like, I mean, he's just going to be a, a fantastic fantasy player for you. So, um, yeah, his value could be anywhere. It's worth checking in on for sure. Um, I think we've already gone over him enough. I mean, he was in our bold predictions. He was in our yeah. top 20. I think if you don't know that we like Ronnie Mauricio a lot <laughs> by now, then you'd probably need to listen to more episodes from us. <laughs> but uh, you did not pick Ronnie Mauricio. You actually had somebody else that you nominated. So why don't you share that? Yeah. Uh, it, to me, it was kind of obvious, even with the Mauricio uh, month, um, and, and he's kind of the anti Mauricio, but he still has all of the really enticing tools that Mauricio shows also Colton Kowser, outfielder for your Baltimore Orioles. 
this kid, I mean, I'm looking at his bio on uh, Pipeline right now, and they've got 55 across the board except for 50 uh, for his fielding and overall 55. I think they're going to have to bump that up to 60s all the way across the board because he's at 314 for his average with a 455 on base percentage. 533 slugging, that equals 988 OPS. He has 105 at-bats, 32 runs scored, 33 hits, 6 doubles, 1 triple, 5 home runs, 23 runs batted in. 25 walks and just three more strikeouts 28 he's got a 25 to 28 walk to k ratio pretty damn good with four stolen bases sprinkled on top so just in case all of those stats didn't impress you enough mm-hmm. well he got your four bags as well i mean what's not to love about colton Kowser anymore left-handed hitter reminds me so much of Kristen yelich i know i've used that comp before but i cannot stop yeah, love um, the Braves played the Orioles tonight and they had, um, you know, Santander, uh, Santander is out there, but McKenna is out there and mm. Kyle Stowers is out there. So I'm fully expecting Kowser's name to be on the news feed here very, very shortly as well. He'll be up very, very soon. Love him as well. Um, so much to like with him in his profile and like. It's just so fun to see these guys finish off their progression and become the hitters that we projected them to be, you know, because it it takes a while for them to get there. They have ups and downs and then they come up and they kind of just fix it all. It's just so cool to see. So, um, all right, we have one last category here. That is the triple A pitcher of the year. Um, There's a couple of guys here. Again, these are guys that are just a phone call away. I don't know what, the uh, the Cardinals are waiting for with this guy that I'm going to mention. That's Matthew Lubertor. <laughs> um, if you go ahead and look at worst rotations, just go ahead and Google search worst rotations in the big leagues, and you'll probably see the St. Louis Cardinals pop up <laughs> because all of their starters have been really, really bad, like horrendously bad. Um, meanwhile, Matthew Lubertor, 23-year-old lefty, is just killing it in AAA with a 2.14 ERA. Ticks up on his fastball, 45 Ks and 33 innings, somehow throwing the ball harder and yet only walking 12 guys in those 33 innings. I guess that's a little bit higher than you'd want it to be in a perfect world, but these are uh, pretty impressive stat lines. And with everything else that, that Libertor offered before the tick in, in miles per hour was desirable, and then you add, you know, okay, four or five more extra. Uh, miles per hour on the fastball and you got a guy that's ready for the big leagues and uh and should and should do really really well once he gets a call up so congratulations matthew libertor i think you're uh i don't think you're gonna make it through may is my guess just to, yeah just to say that i would hope not right so uh um, okay. all right do us the honors of finishing off with your pitcher of the month for triple a Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, I also I have a caveat that I must admit to. Uh, all right. For one, I'm nom- I'm I'm not nom- I guess nominated is the right word. I guess awarding also is the right word. I'm awarding Gavin Williams as the triple A uh, pitcher of the month only because. Well, here, let me tell you, he's only made two starts at triple A, but I argue that. 
And he's also made three at double A. That's when he got his promotion. After the third start, they brought him up to triple A. My argument is this, is this, he's not going to, I don't think you're going to see any type of uh, decrease in numbers or any type of a fall off. I think Williams is already ready for uh, the bigs. And I think the numbers that you see at double A and that we've seen at double A thus far, we're going to see a triple A and, uh, and then I hope that that'll be enough to get him into the big. So I do have to say, granted, it's only been 10 innings and a third. But with that said, listen to the numbers and then just hear me out. So his ERA at AA was 0.63. His ERA in AAA, 0.87. Made three starts AA, two starts in AAA. 14 innings pitched, 14 and one-third, sorry, in AA. 10 and one-third in AAA. Six hits, AA. Four hits, AAA. Did give up one home run in AAA. That was the only one he's given up this year. Granted, he did not give up a home run in double A. He also has two more walks in triple A than he does in double A with uh, three and two thirds less innings pitched. But he also has 11 strikeouts through those 10 and one third innings pitched in triple A. And he had 20 strikeouts in double A. A little higher rate, but nothing too crazy. Now, listen to this. The opponent average in double A. 120 opponent average in triple a 121 his whip in double a 063 and his whip in triple a 087 so i don't see much changing in gavin williams stat line with triple a i mean the difference between double a AA and triple a uh, you know you've got your four a hitters and maybe a a vet that's rehabbing or something you know but it they're pretty similar in competition. So I think he's just waiting for that call. And uh, he did well, so well in double A. And he's already performed very well in triple A. Um, he, he's just, he, maybe I could just say he's my overall pitcher of the month. <laughs> because, man, those stats, they, they don't get much better. Well, what you did, Nate, is called a segue. Because what we're going to <laughs> go to next is... Our multiple level prospects of the month. So Gavin Williams definitely fits into that. But thanks to prospects having phenomenal starts, organizations do crazy things like promoting them to the next level. So it was hard to include them in our awards. So if you're like, where in the world is Gavin Williams or any of these Mm -hmm. other guys we're about to mention, here they are for you. Okay, so I have a couple of guys to nominate here. These are the multiple level prospects. The number one hitting prospect of the month is Jackson Holiday. When you compare his two levels right now, he is hitting 333 with three home runs, five stolen bases. But the thing that's so exciting is as a 19-year-old, he has 20 walks to 19 strikeouts. That is a 465 on base percentage. If this guy is not in your top three prospects by June, then you're doing something wrong and or he got arrested for something. I mean, that's about that's like the only way Jackson Holiday is not going to be a, a top. I mean, it seems inevitable at this point. He'll be the number one prospect in a short time. So might as well just put yeah. him there. Um, yeah. Other guys, uh, the pitchers, actually, like if you had a couple of dominating starts, you got bumped up. Um, the one that I need to talk about here is Andrew Abbott for the Cincinnati mm. Reds. If you put together his stats, he has at a 
four ERA with 51 <laughs> strikeouts, 25 <laughs> and two thirds innings. Good for a whip of 0.74 because he's only walked eight guys to go along with those strikeouts. Now, Andrew Abbott doesn't have stuff that suggests that he's going to strike out that many people in the future. It does seem like he was kind of put to a level that he shouldn't have been, if anything. And then you have to remember that the Reds play at Great America Ballpark. So any Reds pitching prospect isn't going to be all that exciting. Just take a look at Hunter Green, who has like the greatest stuff known to yeah. man. And you're just like, ah, he's okay. So <laughs> um, Andrew Abbott certainly is not one. Like I got a, a an offer for my first round pick in 2026 or 2025, like two years from now or something for Andrew Abbott. And I did turn it down because I was just like, you know what? Uh, I feel like this is a sell high, but it doesn't take away from the stuff that he has been able to do because um, he doesn't have like 99 mile per hour stuff. It's it's sort of just like mediocre stuff, but he's somehow striking everybody out. Um, so there you go. Um, I, I can add. He, I can. Yeah, go I, for I'm it. sorry. Um, there's a reason. There's a reason why. And I know it. Um, it the league that he was pitching in in double A was using a different ball, a, uh, a tackier, a tackier ball. That uh, was sticky to the touch. I read a whole thing on Baseball America about it. So Abbott was the one of the only pitchers who, after his promotion to AAA, his strikeout uh, rate dipped uh, pretty significantly, or his whiff rate. I don't think he had enough starts at AAA to uh, get the K rate to really be comparable. But his whiff rate uh, dropped pretty significantly. However, uh, Alex makes good points. I still like Abbott, uh, you know, moderately and his triple a numbers um i think have even back out if i'm not yeah. uh mistaken yeah and uh keep yeah keep a keep an eye on him at triple a i don't think it's going to be a, a huge difference you know but it, they're they're using three different balls for these kids single a to high a to uh double a and triple a it's just craziness but anyway that's why no great great call and i had heard some other things, too, about the lineups he faced in double A were like one of the worst you'll see in all of the minor leagues. So. But doesn't matter. He put up the stats. Um, and then the final guy I have here is Ben Brown. He is a pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Very similar type of insane numbers. Um, not as many strikeouts, but a point seven ERA, 37 mm. strikeouts and 25 and two thirds innings. Um uh, 0.94 whip there. Uh, I mean, those, those, those are pretty insane. I don't care what ball you're using. Um, yeah. you might, you might've been using the same one. I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, he got the call up to triple a struck out seven in five and two thirds. So, um, certainly fine there. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm-hmm. came over from the Phillies to the Cubs at the trade deadline in exchange for stud closer, David Robertson. So we'll see if that turns out to be, <laughs> Something that they regret. And AAA, you know, he's ready to go um, pretty soon. A um, couple honorable mentions. I had a couple of names here just in case, like, we had similar um, mm-hmm. guys that we nominated. So we'll just quickly go over them. Um, in fact, we were thinking of doing a post-hype sleeper, and this guy kind of fits into that. That's Matt McClain for the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, talk about a year where if you just look at the average, and the average is so dangerous sometimes that you might have written him off. But last year, if I don't tell you his average and I say he hit 17 home runs and stole 27 bases with a 361 on base percentage at double A, I think you'd be pretty excited about that. 
And then I have to say he hit 229. And then you're like, oh, I hate this guy. But <laughs> what he's doing now, 324, don't forget, he was a hit tool guy. Like, that was kind of his big mm-hmm. thing. He would put the ball in play. 324, eight home runs, eight stolen bases, hit for the cycle the other day um, at 450 on base percentage. This guy's getting called up eminently for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, as soon as they give up on the Jose Barreo uh, experiment, <laughs> I think he's coming up. And then uh, I think, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and make a prediction. I bet. McLean and Encarnacion Strand come up the same day. They're just going to bring up both of them. That'll yeah. that'll sell another thousand or so tickets at Great American. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um. Another guy that I've been like, he's been on my watch list for a long time here. Um. It's Drew Rom for the Baltimore Orioles, a 23 oh, yeah. year old, 2.84, uh, 2.87 ERA and 32 strikeouts and 31 in the third innings. Just with the rotation that Baltimore has, like they're all sort of the same. Like it's Dean Kramer, it's uh, Kyle Gibson, it's guys that like give you a lot of innings but don't really do much. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, how quickly they call him up. The age is pretty good, you know, a 23 year old doing those types of things. Um, now last year not a great year, um, but still, you know, he seems he seems ready to go. Um, for my double A hitter, a guy that I've I've seen a little bit of hype on Twitter. Maybe you have too. Um, we saw him at the Futures game. Denzel Clark. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen his stats. Now, they're shorter. They're only 33 plate appearances, but 481 with four home runs um, after he came off that injury list. Certainly, if he had played the whole month at that pace, he would have been on everybody's radar. <laughs> so, <laughs> Denzel Clark has fantastic tools it's just like Ugh. i don't know i don't know like why he hasn't been more popular to be honest yeah it's a good because it's the a's perhaps maybe, I, I don't yeah. know he's a little older i guess he's 23 at double a maybe that's what it was um but yeah he is he's, he is great i mean i remember seeing him and his kind of his personality seems like a lights up the room type of personality fun um and putting and just loud loud tools um we also had uh, Jonathan Cosse for the Mariners at high A was a guy that I was thinking about nominating. Um, the stats for him are insane, but you have to p- compete with Junior Caminero. But seven home runs, 17 stolen bases, 333 mm. um, with 18 walks to 28 strikeouts in high A. Now, high A is an insane uh, hitter's park for the Mariners and Everett. <laughs> So the home runs probably aren't going to be like on pace for 40. Like he's not a 40 home run bat, but he's certainly a 10 to 15 homer bat with like, I mean, he stole 55 bases last year. So if you can get 15 and 40 from this guy, there's something there as a 20 year old. So he's, uh, I mean, he's probably owned in most leagues anyway, right now. Um, And then the last guy I wanted to mention was Cole Young. The, uh, another Mariners prospect, this is a shortstop. That was picked uh, last year at the 21st overall pick. Um, got off to a nice debut, hit two home runs, hit over 300. Right now he's hitting 318. No homers, but the 18 walks to 18 strikeouts as a 19-year-old definitely screams Evan Carter type of vibes at the shortstop position. So Cole Young has a fantastic hit tool. He's he's almost like Jackson Merrill in a sense where like we need to see him hit some uh, some balls out soon. Um, but you could see a Jackson Merrill type of rise from a guy like Cole Young. Um, 
we're like, oh, we know the power is there somewhere. Although I'm still waiting for it with Jackson Merrill. I've been like the only one ever, like <laughs> not ready to put him into the top 20, but I'm still waiting. He's got two home runs this year. Here it comes after five, six last year. Jackson Merrill, I don't know what's happening with him. But anyway, that's for another episode. We'll go with him. Um, yeah. All right, Nate. Good times. Yes. Congratulations Good to times. all our winners. I'm sure they're so excited. They to are. They are. By us. But um, kind of a fun way to maybe end the month. Maybe we'll try to do this moving forward just to highlight some of those guys that uh, that had a good month um, mm-hmm. that you might not have recognized. It'll be even more interesting, I feel like, in June and July where like maybe they didn't get off the great starts, but they had a huge month. Maybe they made a noticeable change in approach or something happened. They got the call up and just like that's going to transfer over to 2024. I think that's super valuable. So as we get uh, continuing on with this, I think it's important to, to keep an eye on. So, all right, Nate, I think that's going to do it for us today. Yeah. I thought I loved it. I say we do it every month. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. uh, Futures focus name of the podcast you're listening to, please uh, leave us, a couple of good reviews or at least the five star. If you liked it, if you're listening to it, I'm hoping like you're not listening to this whole time and be like, man, this podcast sucks, but you listen this to is it terrible. for like 50, hours, 50 <laughs> minutes or 60 minutes. Um, so if you're, you're here with us, if you could, you know, uh, it really does help us get this podcast growing, which is, I know your goal, my goal as well. Check out yep. prospects, 1500 um, new articles up on the daily and Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alex Sanchez underscore W underscore Sanchez. Nate is at, let me see if I got this, GQ underscore underscore 87. Oh, so very close. 82, 82. 80, that's the one. 82, yeah, yeah, so sorry. So GQ underscore underscore 82. Follow us on Twitter. Um, yeah, I think that's it, Nate. Anything else to add? Uh, Emmett Sheehan. Emmett Sheehan was uh, one also uh, uh, honorable mention. Love him. Right-handed pitcher for Tulsa. But other than that, no, nothing. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Future Focus out.